I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Greetings, everyone. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. <laughs> I'm Eli. And I'm Diana. We're your horrific hosts for this, our first special series of October Fridays on Recryptulous Romance. <laughs> We're bringing you the spookiest, scariest stories we could find full of ectoplasmic passion and courtship with corpses. We've been digging up dirt on devilish and depraved stories that are sure to touch your heart. And then rip it right through your bones. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Very excited about this. Yeah, we're fans of Halloween in case that hasn't come across. God, we love it. I'll tell you, Atlanta's the place to be for Halloween. Very true. I mean, I guess Salem, Massachusetts is probably really the place to be. But that's like going to Belgium for Oktoberfest. Like, it's probably a little too much. Right on. I don't know. Atlanta is very good at celebrating Halloween, though. It's true. We've got... We got stuff to do. Got good stuff around here. We have to figure out our costumes. Very true. Um, we've had some great ones in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, our our standard fallback, and we don't have anything else, <laughs> of course, is Aberzombie and Witch. Yep. Um, we'll put pictures up on Instagram of those. Yes. Um, we'll we'll probably do a little slideshow of all our favorites. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, every Friday this month, we've got planned some 
some spooky horror stories. Hell, send us any if you've got some. Very true. Put on the docket for next year. Mm-hmm. And we know y'all love those depraved weirdos. Oh, yeah, you do. Who doesn't? Today's story is about Amanda Large Teague, a pagan medium who found the love of her life beyond the veil, wandering the ethereal plane. Not just any spirit, this man was Captain Jack Teague, a Haitian pirate executed for his treacherous crimes. But where Amanda thought she found happiness, in truth, this ghoulish groom had darker plans. And it nearly killed her. Ooh, I've got tingles already. Ooh, I can't wait. Ooh, let's go. Hey there, friends. Come listen well. Eli and Diana say you're welcome to hell. There's no matchmaking or romantic tips. It's just about corpses who are lying in crypts. A lover might be any type of monster at all. A ghoul, a ghost, or a demonic doll. But if there's a spirit worth a second chance, we'll put it in our show, Recryptulous Romance. <laughs> a production of iHeartRadio. Amanda Large was born in 1972 in Birmingham in the United Kingdom. She had a British father and an Irish mother. Their wedding was a mix of religious denominations, which was a huge issue back then, right? So they alienated much of their extended family. And Amanda was an only child, so it was just the three of them for much of her early life. They moved to the Republic of Ireland when she was eight years old, and she was sent to a stereotypically oppressive Catholic school there. The true horror show. Oh, yeah. She's <laughs> like, this is uh, everything you expect. We were getting, you know, whipped for not knowing our ca- catch- catch-em-alls. Catechism. Catechisms. Yeah. Cate- I wasn't chisms? a Catholic. Catechisms. It I was think. kism, right? I catechism, don't know. yeah. I think it's a catechism. Gotta catch them all, your catechisms. <laughs> Gotta catechism all. <laughs> <laughs> she said in Ireland at the time, there was a big trend in moving and crying Virgin Mary statues. Ooh. So the statues would move. They would appear in random places. Sometimes they would cry tears of blood. It was a very hot trend back then, obviously. Sure, plenty of people were feeding lots of money to Uh (laughs) statues and stuff. (laughs) All the rage. All the rage to see a bloody, I mean, a crying Virgin Mary. Oh, my God. You have a crying, bloody Virgin Mary statue? I'm coming right over. I'm ready (laughs) to have one as well. This one's for the Graham Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's a... Gucci crying Virgin Mary. Oh, wow. <laughs> the name brand Virgin Mary. And she was kind of fascinated by this, as you would be. I mean, I would be. But not only by those, but also by other supernatural happenings. She got really interested in all that kind of thing. And instead of the usual trips that kids would take, like to zoos or amusement parks, she wanted to go to places where like spooky events had occurred, haunted places and creepy cemeteries. And her mom was raised in West Ireland, where people were very superstitious and they believed in curses and omens, which I kind of get. I've not been to Ireland, but I've seen pictures. There's a lot of mist going on. It looks very, you know, it looks like a place where you would come across some Weird, ethereal, you know, Definitely. That mean, spooky stuff. It's that mist. I'm telling, and those I cliffs. Really, the mist and the cliffs. You know, it's yeah. like it feels like you're at the veil. It's a little bit harder in the city of Atlanta, <laughs> I think, to be <laughs> surrounded by targets. Like, ooh, what was that bump? <laughs> oh, it was just a rat in the walls. Oh, just a gunshot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, Amanda's mother, Maureen, 
as well as Maureen's mother and sister, had all had experiences with the Irish Banshee. In Irish folklore, the Banshee is a fairy spirit who appears to Irish folk and brings with her a terrible message. Her long, thin, wispy hair blows calmly, though there is no breeze. She is covered by a long, gray cloak over a pale green dress. Her skin is ghastly white, dry and thin, stretched over her bony face. And her eyes are red and bloodshot from her constant, (laughs) echoing cries of distress. She may appear to you in the form of some sweet, singing girl, a virgin family member who died young. Or you may glimpse her at night as a terrible, shrouded old woman crouched beneath the crooked arms of a withered tree, weeping bitterly. Her cry is dark and hollow, and it infects you with a sense of the deepest mourning, an unspeakable sadness like you've never known. And if you hear it, Take heed of its unholy warning, for the Banshee's cry signals that a loved one is soon to die. But sometimes, the Banshee may not cry to you at all, but rather visit you when you sleep. You'll be awakened by three knocks on your door. Demons and other hellish creatures will use the three knocks, or sometimes three scratches as an unholy mockery of the Catholic Trinity. When you wake, you'll search for the source of the noise, but there will be no one around. You question whether you heard anything at all, until very soon after, someone close to you dies. Amanda's mother heard the knocking. Her aunt and grandmother had each separately seen the Banshee. And within days, their neighbor was dead. (sighs) (sighs) The Banshee's a cool story. I hope to never see or hear the Banshee, but it is a very cool story. Although I guess it'd be a nice heads up. That's true. You You get a little warning. It's not going to die anyway. It's like, you could tell me a couple days ahead of time. I mean, how old was this neighbor? That was totally like the neighbor who was a spry 97-year-old man. Prime of his life. No one could have expected. Mysteriously passed away in his sleep. Well, when Amanda was five, she had her first encounter with the supernatural when she watched the movie A Night to Remember, which is about the Titanic. Hmm. She had never seen it and didn't know the story of the Titanic at all, but she started freaking out midway through the movie, and there's nothing scarier to me than a five-year-old suddenly losing Mm. their mind out of nowhere. I'm like, what did you see? What's happening? Yikes. True. And she knew what was going to happen. She kept telling her mother that the ship is going to crash and sink. All these people are going to die. Ooh. And her mom was totally freaked out. This scared the absolute shepherd's pie out of her. (laughs) Because she's like, why Why do you know that? You, you're you five. You don't know the Titanic story. Also, why are you watching A Night to Remember with a five-year-old? Come on. Mm, right? I mean, I guess it's historical. It's like edu- educational. But still, I mean, five years old to learn about this like horrific tragedy of all these <laughs> dead people. Of course, she's got an obsession with ghosts. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but years later in 1997, 
another Titanic movie came out. Oh, as yeah? Some of us may recall. I never heard vaguely. of that one. <laughs> <laughs> and she found herself fascinated and obsessed. Yeah? She saw it 13 times in theaters. Jeez. I think that's on the lower end of some people I know. Well, that's fair. People but but seen... that is a lot of times to see it in theaters. I will say, I, I will say, okay, I'm gonna hear, I'm gonna hear it, but okay. I've never seen this movie in full. Have you really not? Yeah, seen I it? mean, okay. I saw like the last half hour, and I was mm-hmm. kind of like, all right, I think I get it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's not good because I'm sure it's wonderful. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. like one of the biggest movies of all time. James Cameron is a very good filmmaker. I wasn't totally blown away by the ship crashing scene. I mean, I did see it years later, so I was kind of like, I've seen better special effects, but <laughs> <you know. laughs> But I'll tell you, when that guy pinged off the propeller, Ugh, I laughed. Hilarious. I did too. Well, and I was like a, I was like 13 or 14 yeah. when it came out, so right. I was right, you know, I had to go see it because like every one of my friends yeah. was obsessed with it. And I remember going to see it in theaters. I saw it once and I was like, eh. I don't know. It's fine. I mean, I love a sweeping love story or whatever, but I was just kind of like, sure. Yeah. I don't know why people are really into this movie like that. And then I also laughed when he pinged off the propeller. And I was like, I don't want to laugh right now because he's making me feel things for these folks. I mean, you know, but... But it took me out of it for sure. <laughs> it I'll took tell you, me right out of it. In my defense, one of the reasons I didn't see it was because when it came out, I was living in a very small town with a one screen movie theater that mm. showed like second or third run movies. Like it took a long time for us to get anything. Oh, right. On. And by the time Titanic came out there, it was like months later, the line was I mean, everyone in town was there. The line was around the block and it sold out like every show. Uh so I just you know, I was just like, eh. I got better things to do. I'm I'm a 13 year old kid in a small town with a bike. It's 1997. Right. I got stuff to do. Right, and then it comes out on VHS, and you're like, I gotta switch tapes halfway through. <laughs> yeah. What am I at work? But but Amanda was super obsessed. She was unlike us. <laughs> she was super obsessed with the Titanic. Uh, she modeled herself like Rose for her first wedding. She wore a replica of the necklace, and she even named one of her daughters Rose. So she was like real into this movie. And it wasn't until 2014, after she moved to Belfast, that she realized that in her past life, she had been a male carpenter at Harland and Wolf, the company that built the Titanic. Oh, okay. So that explains, I guess, why at five years old she knew so much yeah, about I was the there. disaster. Yeah, I was she there. Was... I haven't forgotten my old life yet. Mm-hmm. And it's still with me. Right. Unlike the rest of us, I guess. Well, who, I think. Who don't know about past lives. Yeah. Well, when you're young, it's probably easier to access is my guess. Because it's, I mean, you you haven't replaced it with all of this life. Exactly. Memories yet, exactly. So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> as much as it makes sense. Look, <laughs> a lot, we've got a real suspension of disbelief yeah. in this episode. <laughs> so we'll fast forward a few years uh, past Amanda's first marriage. Um, she has a few children. She's close with them. And mostly she had kind of moved away from spirituality altogether. She considered herself agnostic, which I think when you have terrible experiences within a church yeah. system, that can happen. Absolutely. Very understandable. Yeah. But in 2010, her three-month-old son died from sudden infant death syndrome. Oh, it was such awful. a tragedy. Yeah. Three months. That's so sad. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. Um, obviously devastating. Um, and it changed the way she saw the world. And she started to look at her beliefs. She wanted to find something that explained the relationship between our world and the spiritual world. Right. 
which again, totally understandable when you've just had such a tragic event in your life and, you know, trying to get some comfort and just some kind of understanding about the bigger picture so that it's okay that it happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's really hard to find because sometimes there really isn't anything. Yeah. But she was looking for answers and she went through a bunch of religions of I mean, probably didn't go back to Catholicism. Right. But. <laughs> yeah, like, been there. Done been that. Been there. Done that. Or maybe I'll try Presbyterians. Maybe I'll right. try Zoroastrianism. Uh, what did you say? Evangelical. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, they speak in tongues, so yeah. maybe there's something there. Uh, flying Spaghetti Monster. Sure. You know, a lot Why of not? answers. His newly appendage. <laughs> um. may, it, may it rest upon me. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing really clicked with her until she discovered Wicca. And through Wicca, which is a subset of paganism, she learned of the oneness with the divine. And today she identifies simply as pagan, but she still feels drawn towards a lot of the elements of Wicca. Mm. She started attending classes and workshops. She was discovering more about the spiritual realm and our connection to it. And she came to really believe in the notion that our bodies and our spirits are separate things. And that at death, the spirit leaves the body. The body's just a shell. And gradually she discovered that she had a unique talent for mediumship, which is the practice of communicating between the dead and the living. She says in an interview on This Morning in the UK that anyone can feel spirit energy, like in a haunted building that sends shivers up your spine. Sometimes people will report feeling a spirit touch their face or hold their hand. But her skill was in connecting to those spirits and relaying messages between the living and the dead. Yeah. So literally a medium. Yeah. She's the middleman. Yeah. That's what it is. Boom. Yeah. I am an insurance guy. (laughs) Spirits are small. People are large. I'm a medium. I'm Amanda Large. (laughs) I'm Amanda Large. Look at that. She should have been Amanda Medium. (laughs) Amanda Medium. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Uh. All right, sharp left turn here. Uh-huh. In 2015, <laughs> Amanda found a similar film obsession to her Titanic obsession mm-hmm. in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Mm. She loved these movies, and she considered herself to have a striking resemblance to Captain Jack Sparrow. And she took on a hobby as a Jack Sparrow impersonator. Full-on facial hair, long black dreads, bandana eyeliner the works i mean does she look anything like <laughs> like jack sparrow i mean you know there's a lot of pictures of her it's like mm-hmm. she's she in look in the way that <laughs> if anybody puts on the jack sparrow costume they're gonna look right. like jack sparrow. that's true yeah but it's not like if i saw her walking down the street i don't think i'd be like is that johnny depp <laughs> you know <laughs> it was she put the costume on. Yes, okay. she looked like him as, you know, in the same way that if I put bolts in my neck and painted myself green, you'd be like, oh, he looks like Frankenstein. Like Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster. Um, <laughs> for the pedantic out right, there. Right, right, right. Because right. <laughs> I know we'll get a corrections corner. <laughs> oh, Frankenstein's it's actually Frankenstein's monster. monster. Um, <laughs> we know. <laughs> um, so later that same year, which again is 2015, so it's five years after she started as a medium, something different happened. She was meditating and reaching out beyond the veil, as she had done many times before, trying to connect to the other side. But a new presence reached back. His name was Jack Teague. 
And while many historians say there's no direct evidence of such a pirate, Amanda soon learned Jack's life story. Jack was born on October 19th of 1700. His father was a terrible, vicious pirate who raped Jack's mother, a woman he'd enslaved after capturing her in Haiti. After she died, when Jack was a teenager, he escaped his abusive father and tried to be a sailor. But favoring his mother's appearance, he was threatened with enslavement himself and lots of racial prejudice and harassment. So he found the freedom and the safety he desired by becoming a pirate himself. He was smart and well-spoken, and he had a strong belief in the supernatural. He tried to stay out of trouble, but he liked to gamble, and he was very bad at it. Terrible combination. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you love gambling, you better be good at <laughs> I it. I mean, for real. <laughs> he only ever killed, as he told Amanda, in self-defense, or if someone deserved it. <laughs> I mean... Which, I mean... <laughs> Don't all people who kill people think the person they killed deserved it? it? Isn't that kind of the thing? I mean, are we all cool with killing people we think deserve it now? (laughs) Yeah, because I got a list. (laughs) I got a list. (laughs) We might be on someone's list. Yeah, right. (laughs) Just be a purge. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of like, oh, I killed him. Did he deserve it? Yeah. Yeah. Not really. I just felt like it. (laughs) On a whim. I mean, I guess there are definitely killers out there who just do things on a whim. Absolutely. But many of them are By like, large, you deserved it because you're a woman who wouldn't sleep with me yeah, or something. And it's or like, like, if you're a pirate, like, you deserved it because you wouldn't give me your treasure. <laughs> you're in my way. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was supposed to be a, a good pirate, like a, a hmm. pirate with a conscience. <laughs> good pirate. <laughs> <laughs> he was engaged at one point, but his lover jilted him and broke his heart, hmm. left at the altar. From there on, he only took prostitutes as lovers. He loved being free, and he fought for the freedom of others as well, frequently assisting raids against slave ships, and helped harbor enslaved people himself and bring them home. Well, good for him. That's pretty cool. That's a that's a pirate with a conscience that's right there. Dope. Yeah, it's like a you pirate know? Harriet Tubman. Yeah. I mean, if you're, I only killed people because they deserved it, and they deserved it because they were... Slavers. Stealing slaves, like stealing people to enslave, then... Yeah, okay. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. I think I'm with that one. Yeah. But in February of 1753, Jack was captured by the British Navy and hanged for his crimes. Ooh. And his body was disposed of in a mass grave in Jamaica. Ouch. And Amanda says he loved his life, and in death he was resentful of how cruelly it was taken from him. His individuality was so important to him that instead of reincarnating, as most souls do, he decided to stay in the world as a spirit. And he took two other living lovers before eventually finding his way back to Belfast and discovering a woman who was searching for something as well. At first, Amanda was cautious and a little defensive. You can't immediately trust that a spirit is who they say they are. Right, sure. Yeah, I mean, stranger that's medium, danger. That's medium 101. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, don't just take them as their work. Stranger danger or in the spirit world, that's um, uh, spirit, hear it. Uh, it's uh, spirit, hear it. spirit, fear it. <gasps> spirit, fear it. It's a spirit. You better fear it. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know? Yeah. That's right. Don't get in the car with strange spirits. <laughs> yeah. She says there are demons who will try to trick you. 
sort of their whole thing. Mm-hmm. Or non-demonic spirits who are just prone to deception for their own necrotic purposes. Right. So she was super suspicious of this ghosty Jack guy talking to her beyond the veil. But the thing that finally won her over was he said, Go back and look at your history, for ye have a Teague in your family as well. We be linked by bloodline. Oh. Which I don't know. I feel like if you're like, oh, we're related, I'd be like, well, now I'm, I'm less interested in a romantic <laughs> thing with you, but. <laughs> right, right. Uh, there's a podcast called A Funny Feeling with Betsy Sodaro and Marcy Giroux. A very fun, funny podcast. Uh, go check them out. Mm-hmm. And they had an interview with Amanda in 2018. Amanda described her relationship with Jack and how she came to accept him on this podcast. She was a self-identified white witch, which made her, as she said, very connected to her ancestors, who also practiced the old ways. Mm-hmm. I think she's talking about her mom's side, like these Celtic women, uh, you know, in Pagan that... tradition. Yeah, that spooky Ireland where totally. all the ghosts were. Mm-hmm. Um, so she went back and looked, and she didn't have to go far. She discovered that her great-grandmother's maiden name was Teague. What? And she was an Irish wise woman, or white witch. Hey. So there's just a lot of things falling into place here. Mm -hmm. And Amanda started to think, okay, maybe I can trust this spirit. She said she'd seen catfish, <laughs> and she wanted to make sure he wasn't trying to catfish her, you know? That's They're... so funny to watch an internet dating thing and go, I don't want that to happen with this spirit I'm communicating with. Right, right. I mean, she notes again that this is all through mediumship, right? You don't physically see the mm-hmm. spirit. You don't physically hear them with your eyes and ears. That, she says, would be mental illness, okay? <laughs> This is mediumship, so it all checks out. Different, different. The image that she received of him, that he sort of put into her mind, was pretty similar to Captain Jack Sparrow. Hmm. Um, And that initially made her skeptical because she's like, well, that's not you. (laughs) I've seen this movie. Right. I I mean, that's Johnny Depp. And she says a spirit doesn't look like anything. That's like saying, what does Wi-Fi look like? Or mm-hmm. what does electricity look like? Like it does, there is, it's just an energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's likely that Jack picked this image to transmit to her so that he would be recognizable. She would feel safe and comfortable speaking with him. Right. And and it was something she already liked. Yeah, exactly. So that's, exactly. That's, makes sense, I guess. Yeah. And that could be, could be a, just a calm approach or that could be totally deceptive. Right, you know? I can't decide. Right. Like, I'm like, I guess it, it makes sense to be like, well, if I have to give you a picture, I'll give you something you already like to look at. But then but think then about it's like, like, I could give you anything. A dating app where your profile picture is just Johnny Depp and someone's like, wow, are you Johnny Depp? And you're like, no, I just wanted to, I just I just wanted wanted to bring you, you in. <laughs> I just wanted to get your <laughs> attention. Really in. Yeah. <laughs> weird. <laughs> With yeah, Johnny weird. Depp bait. <laughs> Although, hey, if Johnny Depp approaches you on a dating app, Go ahead and swipe left. Oh. Because you don't want to date Johnny Depp. I don't think so. It, yeah, he's got some some rocky past. Yeah. Let's just say that. And some rocky present. And some rocky quite present. frankly. Right. Probably a rocky future. I mean. <laughs> oh, Johnny. Jack also told her that they had met when he was alive and she was in her previous life. Oh. So Amanda went through what's known as a past life regression. Um, so you can kind of find your past life and find out what it was mm-hmm. and get some more information. 
Um, In her past life, she had wanted to run away and be a pirate, but she never had the courage. Then one day she finally did do it. She ran away. She tried to join, but she was raped and murdered by ruffians. Ruffians? Mm. Those guys are the worst. Ruffians. (laughs) And Jack actually had come across the scuffle and tried to help her, but she died in his arms. Oh, and this is when she really saw him, you know, him, who, who he right. was in life. And, of course, in the flashback, he didn't look anything like Johnny Depp, obviously. Right. Because he was a Haitian black man. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he looks very little like Johnny Depp. <laughs> um, and so she was finally able to see what he had truly looked like in life. Yeah. Instead of this projected, you know, image he thought would be flattering. Right, right. So she got to really get a good look. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and she really appreciated it. She was like, oh, I mean, "I'm I glad I actually know to... what you look like now." Yeah, right. And in a past life, he tried to save her. Yeah, you yep. know, which is that makes you like, oh, how chivalrous, you know, what a nice guy. They said they had actually like locked eyes in a crowded market or something when she first ran away. Oh, at one at one point, and then uh, and then yeah, after she got attacked, he showed up and mm. was like, "Oh, it's that beautiful woman I saw earlier," but he was he was a little too late. Mm. Over the next few months of meeting with him and asking questions about the afterlife, she started to realize that she had feelings for him. Mm -hmm. She said it was the kind of crush that you hope goes away, that you know is wrong, but Mm -hmm. then it doesn't. Like, the more you think about it, the stronger Mm -hmm. it gets. I think we've all had a crush like that. Oh, yeah. Please stop. (laughs) I do not want this. Johnny Depp, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) And... Jack was actually the one who asked her first if she felt something special for him mm-hmm. and if maybe they could be together. She was like, okay, buddy, all right. He was like, heart, <laughs> wait a second there, laddie. <laughs> not so sure about this. Mm-hmm. I am not nailing her accent. No. <laughs> I am doing generic <laughs> Irish, and she has a very specific accent. It's actually quite beautiful. Listen to her interviews. So I love the way she talks. Mm. Um but uh, she's like, yeah, this this that sounds a little that sounds a little crazy for me. Yeah. And he explained to her that spiritual sex was a possibility, and actually, a committed relationship between them was even possible. So she went back to the books and started researching this. She's, I like that she's like, let me check yeah, this shit out. Yeah. She's not someone who's just gonna walk into something. Like, yeah. she knows what sounds crazy. Next time you're on Facebook and you see a random meme, just think of Amanda and yeah. go check it out right. before you share. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's what's kind of great about her. She's got that open mind mm-hmm. where she's, you know, willing to, like, she found out that, yes, this was indeed possible. Okay, right. great. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. But she didn't just, she's not just immediately going to believe everything she hears. Right. Um, And so she goes back to the book. She does some research, she talks to some people in her community, and she learns that, indeed, in shamanism, it was not unheard of for a posthumous marriage to take place, for a person to marry a spirit. And in fact, in Jack's own Haitian culture, she said, it was very common. Hmm. Now, editor's note, I'll say, Mm -hmm. in a cursory Google search, I was not able to verify any of that about Haitian culture uh, and it being common to marry mm-hmm. spirits. So don't at me. I'm just taking Jack's word for it here. I know common seems like a bad choice of words. Yeah. I feel like yeah. marriage to an alive time. person is probably more common. <laughs> nah, people are always marrying <laughs> ghosts. Excuse me, spirits. Right, uh, spirits. Let me emphasize that she does point out that a ghost is like 
if you go to like a haunted place somewhere and there's like a residual energy that got kind of left behind, um, this can be from events and images that are sort of trapped. Uh, she says they can be locked in the atmosphere through a certain kind of oxidization. Mm. That's a ghost. But like an individual person who used to be deceased and now their presence is here, that's a spirit. Mm, and that's the difference okay. there. Um, okay, so you're all thinking probably what immediately I thought and what probably you thought, I uh, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, y'all just said spiritual sex and you can't just drop that and leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> what is it? Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> we will not just leave that there. Obviously we did not just What kind that. of romance hosts would we be if we just said spiritual sex and moved on (laughs) yeah we fully poked that bear (laughs) and amanda says in the podcast interview that she and jack had tried to have spiritual sex a few times Mm -hmm. but she wasn't really sure how it would work and like what to get out of it so it wasn't very successful right and she says spiritual sex is not Masturbation. Very right. important note. Because that's what we're all thinking is right. that if like you just laying there. You lay about there. Somebody. Yeah, there's a ghost and I'm going to handle my handle my business here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she says that if you're just lying there masturbating, that's just a spirit watching you masturbate. Like they, <laughs> there's no. <laughs> Which maybe that's your thing. You right, know, right. hey, I'm not here to Allow... yuck somebody's ghostly yum. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I like it when the spirits watch. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, again, she shows that she likes to do her own research. Uh-huh. And she went to other people in her spiritual community. She discovered that spiritual sex was something they had heard of. It just wasn't talked about very much for right. some reason. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, it's just as taboo as talking about, you know, your regular sex life. Like, we're not just right. going to bring it up all the time out of nowhere. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Mm-hmm. A number of them had actually had spiritual sex. Uh, but probably, as you say, they're like, I mean, I wasn't about to be like, guess what, guys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I did last night. <laughs> and the act itself is more about the actual energy transfer. Again, this is really blowing me back to Berlin Wall because they talked about yeah. how they yeah. had sex with objects. And it wasn't about just masturbating with different objects. Right. Like, it's really involving an energy transfer. Yeah. And there is some kind of collaboration happening with the other party. Right. Um, And this is like that. She says, just like when you feel a spirit touch your face or the back of your neck, you know, and you might get like, what was that? You know what I mean? It's very similar to that. But the spirit touches you more intimately. Right. And you might go, oh, what was that? Oh, what was that? (laughs) (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Try again. Um, and she said about four months after they first tried it, they finally, quote, got the fireworks. Oh. And ultimately, she says it's the best sex she's ever had. That's impressive. Now, I don't know whether or not to feel like, oh, do I, I should try spiritual sex sometimes. Uh-huh. Or if I'm like, man, the physical sex she had was not very good. <laughs> <laughs> right. It could be that. I can't decide. Her bar was low. <laughs> yeah, I like... can't decide. Wow, that was incredible. I felt pretty good. <laughs> I'm not even crying. <laughs> I don't was, feel sad and alone. That was amazing. Jeez. <laughs> oh, um, well, I hope that's not the case. No, yes. I hope it was mind-blowing. <laughs> right, because it was mind-blowing. That's how and it's it sounds. Like Tori Spelling in Scary Movie, and she's getting like... Oh, gross. <laughs> well, now that we've gotten through the sexy stuff... Uh, 
I think we'll take a little break, kind of cool off for a second. <laughs> I know, I need to drink some water. And we'll be back with more of this haunting tale of pirate ghosts right after this. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, Every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Welcome back to the show, everyone. So, with them having figured out spiritual sex, Amanda started to think that we could take this to the next level. And she started to consider the legal possibility of the two of them getting married. Now, to Jack, marriage wasn't important. When she talked to him about it, he was like, uh, you know, I'm not really the kind of commitment kind of guy. You know, I love you, baby, and I'll I'll be here forever. But, you know, why put a label on it? (laughs) Isn't it more important that we choose each other every day? But um, Amanda felt like if she was going to commit to a monogamous relationship with this spirit, she wanted him to commit as well. She wanted assurances. She really just she just wanted the real deal. She just wanted to be married to her lover. So he basically was like, all righty, I'll do it for you. (laughs) There was no precedent in Ireland or the UK for a posthumous marriage at the time, meaning that there was nothing saying that they legally could do this. 
But it also meant there was nothing saying legally that they couldn't. Mm, so smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's Tap like, but brain. you didn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> so she starts asking around, trying to find a church who would marry them. But everyone, you know, was turning her down for some reason. Being real closed-minded. <laughs> she knocks on the door. Hi, I'd like to marry <laughs> me and my fiancé, Jack, would like to get married. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds good. Where is he? <laughs> He's right here. <laughs> uh... Hang on. Close your eyes. I'll have him put his hand on your neck. Ooh. <laughs> uh, but no, they're, they're denying her left and right. But finally, she finds this pagan church. And she spoke to the self-described Celtic shaman, Patrick Eamon Carberry. <laughs> Patrick Eamon Carberry. He was a legal wedding officiant in Northern Ireland, and he agreed to marry them. Now, they couldn't do the wedding on UK soil. Something in the legalities there wouldn't allow it. So she rented a ship and planned her wedding to be off the coast of Ireland in international waters. Pretty cool. And for the marriage to be legal, there had to be verbal consent from both parties. So, I mean, obviously, Amanda couldn't just be like, oh, he just said I do. Everything's fine. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> he, he told me. Yeah. Oh, yes, he just said I do and some lovely things about me. <laughs> he also says your shoes don't match your dress, Carol. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Wasn't Jack. me. Wasn't Throw, me. It was Jack. Throwing shade from the altar. <laughs> Wait for the party, bro. Anyway, so they had to find an independent third party medium to channel Jack's vows. <laughs> Yeah. To channel his vows. Yeah. <laughs> and they searched far and wide and eventually found someone that connected to Jack. Because I guess it, you can't just get any medium. Oh, you yeah. have to find someone who can really tune in right. to the right vibrations right, or whatever. Right, right. Um, but this medium that was able to communicate with Jack, uh, her name was Crystal Dove. And Jack had another friend named Matthew who was going to be his best man. So that's cute. He yeah. had a best man and he had his like mouthpiece, I guess, kind of. Yeah. I mean, another medium, I guess, mm -hmm. friend of, of theirs who who's a, who communicated with Jack on his own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they were so buddies. That's cute that he had he had someone on his side yeah. of the of the wedding. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and bonus romance. This is so cute. Matthew and Crystal Dove fell in love and were engaged later in 2018. Aww. So that's cute. See, how did y'all meet? Well, <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> what a story. I was the medium who was uh, acting as a proxy for a spirit who was getting married. Mm -hmm. And he was that spirit's best, best man. man. <laughs> Adorable. And it was just love at first sight. <laughs> um, Amanda had found a portrait of Captain Jack Sparrow, of, oh. of Johnny Depp, yeah. you know, his character, <laughs> Captain like Jack Sparrow. 30-inch by 30-inch canvas painting. Yeah, she got some dope fan art. Yeah. Even though he didn't look like Jack Sparrow and she knew that already. Yeah. I think that's kind of weird, but whatever. That's okay. <laughs> she got a picture of Jack Sparrow. And she and Jack agreed to use that as his proxy during the wedding. So she had something, kind of like Akihiko having the doll. Yeah, having the doll. Hatsune, yeah. you have to have something there, yeah. you know, to look at and and, and speak to and everything. Right. Um, so she had this portrait. And most of her friends travel in the same circles. They're very much in the spiritual, you know, shaman world and stuff. So even though they might have been surprised that she was actually marrying him, they still accepted it, and they came for the wedding to celebrate. Yeah. 
I mean, come on, though. You don't turn that wedding invite down. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> uh, you want to get on this boat? Hey there, friend. Uh, <laughs> uh, why don't you come out with me on this boat? We're going to sail into international waters, and I'm going to marry a spirit. Oh, really? Well, um, I find my calendar free that night. Let me uh, definitely join you there. I'll start packing a bag right now. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I mean, I would go to that wedding even if it wasn't an open bar. Oh, yeah. You know, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd want to see that. Oh, I need to be there for that <laughs> wedding. Um, Amanda's mother was certainly dubious of the whole thing. <laughs> right. Um, But she did come to the wedding. Yeah. Her father, however, declined his invitation. So after a lot of planning and thought and talks with lawyers, <laughs> they set sail for their ceremony on July 23rd, 2016. But that's when things started to go wrong. The ship sailed out into the ocean, and the waves became choppier and the trip got rough. It took hours to get to the position they'd set. Guests began to get sick, even though no one had claimed to be prone to seasickness. The sky became gray, and a squall seemed to be approaching. Soon the rain came crashing down, and the wind began to howl. The ship was tossed to and fro as guests huddled in the cabin. What had started as a cheerful wedding day was turning into terror as guests grabbed the rails for dear life. Between crashes of thunder, she heard bridesmaids gagging and vomiting. One girl fell several times and was nearly thrown overboard. Amanda was trying to fight back the tears as her dream wedding was becoming a nightmare. After what felt like an eternity, they reached international waters. The rain let up, but a cold and foreboding wind still blew. She hoped for the boat to stabilize as the captain weighed anchor, but the generator was so loud she could barely hear the music as the ceremony began. The skipper and the officiant spoke with her and told her that the ceremony would have to be cut short. It was like someone was telling her, begging her not to go through with it. She came close to calling off the ceremony entirely, but she persevered because she believed this was true love, and no one could understand the way she felt for him. They agreed to just perform the legal parts of the ceremony. One bridesmaid held the Johnny Depp portrait, Another held a candle, which was completely impossible to light. As they began the ceremony, a guest darted towards the rail, but missed and threw up all over Amanda's wedding dress. A nightmare. I can't imagine a worse story for a bride than somebody threw up on my dress at the altar. Disgusting and horrible. And understandably, she burst into tears and ran to the cabin, heartbroken that everything was going so poorly. But she felt Jack's presence, urging her to go on, and she didn't want to let him down. His energy reminded her, I've been jilted before, after all. Oh, that's, see, that's creepy to that me. That seems like, That's yeah. like a little gaslighty, like, well, if, I know you don't want to do this, but if you don't, it's kind of, it's kind of bad for me, like... I mean, it's weird too because he wasn't into it in the first place. Right. So now he's like, getting a little now pushy about it. Now suddenly you're getting pushy. Like, what's yeah. that about? Yeah. Come on, Jack. What little, you doing? A little weird, Jack. So she went back to the deck, and in a blur, they did what they needed to do for the marriage to be legal. There was no rush, no excitement. It didn't feel like she was married. Just kind of disappointment. It was a real letdown. 
and Jack said he appreciated her going through with it. In the coming days, she was dismayed and heartbroken. Mm. She asked Jack if they could continue the ceremony somewhere else, and he was resistant and strangely adversarial. She convinced him to do a hand-fasting ceremony, but only if it was quiet and a family-only affair. A hand-fasting ceremony is a, a Celtic tradition where uh, the bride and groom hold hands. There's like a rope that's wrapped around both their hands. They're tied together. You'd see it in Braveheart, mm-hmm, you know, sure. some of these older movies. Mm-hmm. You've seen it. Over the next few weeks, everything was more or less normal. Six weeks after the wedding, they had planned for their hand fasting. But that was also plagued with issues. Amanda's daughter had gone into premature labor and her baby had to be kept at the hospital. Amanda herself saw the first of what would be many abscesses on her skin. And in the same week, Amanda's mother was admitted to the hospital. But the ceremony went on, it was completed, and after the hand fasting, Amanda finally felt like she was married. But it was the first of some strange health concerns to follow. Over the next few months, the abscesses continued. She was plagued with skin issues and started to feel sick regularly. She started to miss her periods, which had never happened before for her, and a pregnancy test came back positive. She told the doctor there was no way she could be pregnant. A spirit literally cannot impregnate <laughs> <Right>. anyone. <laughs> She's very emphatic about this. Like, again, let me make sure you all understand that a spirit yeah. is a spirit, and there there's, is nothing yeah. physical there. There's no dick. Right. There's no nothing. Yeah. It's, it's all touch and, and feel. In energy Energy, yeah. There's no, I can't see him. I can't mm-hmm. hear him. He certainly can't make me pregnant. <laughs> no, that makes no sense. But the doctor insisted she must be pregnant because this, this pregnancy test says you're pregnant. I don't yeah. know what to tell you, man. It turned out that she had a very low hormone count, which can trigger a false positive pregnancy test. Mm. So there was no baby there. Right. Um, she had a spirit husband and a phantom baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Now, mostly she said her life was just like any other normal couple who'd been married. They fought, they made love, they entertained each other, and they had their own separate lives. Or I guess she had her own separate life Uh, and he had his own separate death, I guess. Well, I guess he had his friend, Matthew, so he had some other people to talk to. He had things he was doing. Mm -hmm. A few months later, her dog, Toby, became very ill. Toby. Now, he was 17 years old, so that's pretty old for a dog. She knew that he would pass soon. Um, Doctors told her he had cancer in most of his body. And when he died, she gave him a proper funeral and had him cremated. But Jack was very resistant to helping Toby cross over. And during a trance, while she's trying to help her dog cross over to the spiritual realm, Toby's spirit would not go to him. Now, if your dog don't like your boyfriend, get get another boyfriend. (laughs) They fought over it. And Amanda stopped speaking to Jack. There you go, girl. Dog first. <laughs> right? It's me or the dog. Ghost it's edition. Dog. <laughs> Even the ghost of the dog <laughs> I'd rather have. <laughs> and she had Toby's paw print and a clipping of his fur in a bag. Um, but when she went back to look for them, they were gone. That would be hard. Oh, God, That yeah. would be hard, especially recently, a yeah. recent death. It would just be hard to lose those things. So she offered a reward. She asked all of her neighbors. She searched high and low. And finally, she she returned to her spirituality for the answer. She meditated. She asked 
her deities to help her find the items. And to her horror, they showed her Jack. So she went to confront Jack about this. She's like, I, she was just sh- totally shocked that that's the image they gave her. And he swore that a negative entity came and took these items, and it wasn't him. It wasn't me, baby. It was the demons. I'd, I'd never do you like that. <laughs> but some crazy, evil Beelzebub came in here, <laughs> took your doggy's paw print. <laughs> oh. Why? Now, Amanda's health was continuing to decline here. So she's getting a weird feeling about Jack. And she's starting to piece together like, boy, I really started to feel sick and get all these like skin problems and everything right after the wedding. So she went back to her mentors and she kind of asked them, hey, is is it possible that maybe my (laughs) spirit boyfriend is hurting me in some kind of way, bringing me harm? (laughs) And they said, they were like, oh, you know, it's likely probably that some curse came upon you. And that's really all you're dealing with here. Jack, it's probably not Jack. (laughs) It's probably some curse you got to deal with. So she's like, okay, you know what? Maybe I judge Jack too harshly. Mm -hmm. She goes back to him. She's like, hey, we need to talk. Um, You know, we've we've been at odds over this Toby thing. And I've been kind of wondering some stuff about you, but I feel good about it now. You know what? Let's smooth this out. There's a curse screwing with us. And our love is stronger than that. No curse is going to screw things up here. Mm -hmm. And they kind of debated a little, but they got back on track started to feel like their relationship was improving again. And then miraculously, Toby's paw print and hair clippings reappeared. Hmm. Now, some might say that she misplaced these items and then later found them, but that's <laughs> cynical. We, we may consider mm-hmm. that Jack did, in fact, take them, and after there was no you know, conflict between them anymore, he decided to bring them back. Hmm. Uh, You know, you decide. Seems weird, though, for him to take it while they were already in conflict and then bring them back when they were out of conflict to make it even weirder. No, because he's mad at her and he wants to hurt her. So he just took took something that that he knew would upset her. And he kept it, you know, like, I'm not going to destroy it. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I just want you to, to sting for a while. And then they felt better. He was probably like, oh, jeez, ah, I shouldn't have done that. All right, I'm just going to slide it back in here. It's, it's going to be like it was never gone. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, classic, kind of dick uh, classic dick move. Yeah, for real. Or, you know, she forgot where she put him and then she got him. <laughs> right. I, it's up to you. <laughs> you decide. Um, <laughs> okay, but before we get into the rest of the story, um, let's take a quick break. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
we went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. And we're back with the chilling conclusion of Amanda Large Teague and her husband, the spirit pirate Captain Jack Teague. In June of 2018, her illnesses worsened. More open sores on her skin. Eventually, she was in the hospital with sepsis. And they needed to perform emergency surgery as a matter of life and death. Damn. Now, the surgery was successful and it was uneventful, but she says it was really painful. Yeah. And she was left traumatized. She was diagnosed with post-operative PTSD. And she had anxiety attacks and overwhelming feelings like death was right behind her at any time. Yeah, the surgery, she was like really scared to go in um, and go under. She kind of felt sort of spiritually vulnerable to not Mm -hmm. be in control of her faculties, especially uh, in in that she was feeling pretty haunted at this point. So she was really nervous about... um, being sedated mm-hmm. and she asked them if she could do it without anesthesia and they were like no this is a very invasive uh, I kind of left some of the medical aspects out of what was going on with her at this point but it was uh, uh, very personal and and uh, kind of gross yeah um, so uh, she had to do the surgery and again it was fine but yeah she was she was 
she said it was very painful. Oof, it sounds horrible. Soon, after discussion with others in her community, it became clear Jack was sucking her life away. Her last abscesses had started right after her last spiritually intimate encounter with Jack, just as they had began immediately after their wedding. And when she went back and looked at her medical notes, they all seemed to be timed with their intimate encounters. And when they took breaks, her illness cleared up. So she's still questioning the reality of all this and everything, but the patterns were, like, kind of too clear for her to ignore. Yeah. The illness continued the more time she spent with Jack, and she formed a fistula that became a chronic issue. And they told her that she would probably need this very invasive surgery, another one. And the outcomes were very um, sketchy. Like, mm-hmm. there was, it was a high-risk procedure that could leave her with a lifetime of incontinence, possibly mm-hmm. uh, severe pain the rest of her life, maybe even the inability to walk. Yikes. She was on antibiotics indefinitely. They were just like, just keep taking yeah. these because yeah. it's not good. She had to keep getting this thing drained. Uh, eventually, she had to do it herself. Psoriasis broke out on her hands. She was having trouble sleeping and walking and using the bathroom without an incredible amount of pain. What she didn't know at this point was if Jack knew what he was doing to her. Mm. She wasn't sure if she could maintain this relationship with them without the consequences. She certainly considered, like, maybe we can make this work. Maybe if I sort of explain to him what's happening, like, he can sort of find a way to back off and we can Mm. still be together. But she had a friend in Germany who was also in a relationship with a spirit. But her spirit was a deity much more powerful being. The friend asked her deity to help Amanda, and the deity came to her in an astral dream, and he showed her Jack, pulling Amanda's life force from her, draining her, using her energy to keep himself bound to the earth. And worst of all, he was hanging his head low in guilt and shame because he knew what he was doing and what it was doing to her. And Amanda confronted Jack. But then she saw a more hostile and aggressive side of him like she had never seen before. He refused to leave, saying she had promised herself to him and that he would kill her before he allowed her to abandon him. That is just, again, classic abuser. I was going to say, anyone who's been in a toxic relationship can probably fill in this entire conversation. Oh, yeah. Um, It's all the same type of tropes. And And how fucked up to be like, I found a spiritual husband and he's still an abusive (laughs) asshole. You can't even punch me and you're still hurting me. Oh, my God. It's like (laughs) it weirdly gives the story a lot of credence to me Mm. that I'm like, if this was just like a hunky dory, I got married to a spirit and we're all happy the rest of my life. I may be like, okay, sure you are. Have fun. I'm not going to interfere. But these stories, I'm like, this is how a person would act, you know, Mm -hmm. an abusive like leech of a person. Yeah. Uh. This totally tracks. It makes the story way more believable to me. Very true. Fortunately, though, Amanda stood her ground and she told Jack that he would not win. There you go. And it was time for the big guns. You know, she couldn't just handle this by herself. Right. So Amanda went back to her spirit guides and deities. And she knew she had to apologize for having ignored the warning signs they sent her about Jack. Right. She a little crow about Yeah, that. she wasn't even sure if they would help her. The one earthly friend of hers who had warned her explicitly about this pirate 
was more than willing to help her now, fortunately. Okay. So in December of 2018, they scheduled a soul extraction to be performed by three shamans. This is a very delicate process, and she needed to be certain that Jack was gone. Yeah. She didn't know what this would do to Jack or where it would send him, but she knew he had to go. Yeah. And at this point, she didn't really care <laughs> because all she felt for him was hatred at this yeah. point. So they get together and they begin this ritual. And I imagine there's candles everywhere. Sure. Uh, you know, some I mean, like a salt big circle. old. Oh yeah, sure, sure. A big old tome yeah. of sorts, uh, and and a, a wind picks up from nowhere. And the shamans are all standing at you know three points of a star. The shamans call out, Jack, we call to you. He's like, Yar, I'm here. And Amanda could feel his presence in the room. Her skin started to crawl. And and Jack looked to her and he said, You know, I'm I'm so sorry for what I've been doing to you, Amanda. I, I just I, I can't I don't feel good about it. It was just all I could do. I just you know you know, I've been through a lot myself, you know, so honestly, uh maybe maybe I am owed an apology. <laughs> you know, like uh, Stamins are like don't look at her, look at me. <laughs> you gotta go, Jack, you gotta go. And so Jack comes around, he's like, okay, okay, yes, I sucked the life out of you so I could survive, but isn't that kind of what you're doing to me now? Oh, uh, no, 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 Jack. Now you're not gonna pull that one on us. That is such classic Ugh. abusive boyfriend bullshit so again, true. you know? Just, uh,. Oh, I'm I'm abusing you. Well, maybe you're abusing yeah. me by calling me an abuser. Now you're making me feel bad about making you feel bad. Uh huh. Such bullshit. classic gaslighting. <laughs> He's swirling around the room, and Amanda began to feel her hatred kind of turn to sympathy. Jack had been acting out of fear for losing his identity, and he had been doing so for three hundred years. The shamans called forth a deity, Hela, to move Jack on. Uh, can, can can some shamans call, call Hela, Hela for me, please? If she looks like Kate Blanchett, <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I saw Thor Ragnarok, and I definitely want Hela yes. to be summoned to me. Call <laughs> she, forth Hela, please, and thank you. I'll take it. Hey, if she throws a you know a six foot spear straight through my face, <laughs> but it was Hela who did it. Uh, it's Hela good to me. Worth it. <laughs> but Hela revealed to Amanda that. She and Jack actually had been soulmates and had Jack reincarnated when he died rather than staying in the spirit world, they would have been together in life. Oh man, that's that's heartbreaking. Yeah. But since he did not, this was the only way that they were able to find each other. So Jack eventually said, Ah, okay, I'll go. But I ask you to forgive me. <laughs> And instead of annulling the marriage, please consider yourself widowed and try to remember the good times. You know, all the all the ghostly porking we did. Right. <laughs> the best sex of your life. Yeah. <laughs> even though it gave you painful abscesses. <laughs> Just remember <laughs> the time that I railed ye. <laughs> uh, you know. And Amanda agreed to remember all the times that he railed her. <laughs> no, she agreed to consider herself widowed, and she felt the spiritual energy of a kiss on her cheek. 
and Jack asked permission to channel himself into one of the shamans so that he could hug her one last time. And even though she wanted him gone, it was painful to let go. Again, probably anyone who's been in a toxic relationship can speak to that as well. But finally the embrace ended and Amanda felt like something was being physically pulled out of her body. Wow. And she collapsed. The ritual was over. Jack was gone. Within days, her body started to recover. The psoriasis cleared up. Her fistula stopped giving her issues entirely. Her doctors were amazed that she healed as well as she did without a serious invasive surgical procedure. That is incredible. That's amazing. I mean, like you said, it lends some credence that her health problems started right around the time she's marrying this spirit. Uh Uh-huh. And then... They were over right after right she, after she did him. a soul extraction. Yeah. I mean, like, ooh, Look. that's, I don't know. And now she focuses on her own happiness. She decided never to do mediumship or spirit work again. She almost abandoned the life completely, but her patron goddess Hecate guided her to maintain her relationships with her spiritual team and told her that she would be guided on where to go when the time came. And now she wants to encourage others not to make the same mistakes that she did and to help educate people about the potential dangers of spiritual relationships. She says it's not her goal to encourage people to break from their partners, but just to make them aware of what may happen. You never know if that's really Johnny Depp's ghost or if (laughs) this guy is sucking the life out of you and going to put you in the hospital. Mm. She says self-love and preservation is not selfish, it's necessary. And she says that energy attracts like energy. She was in a bad place at the time, Mm -hmm. and she brought something bad to her. Mm. But now she says, I have fallen in love finally with the right person, and it's me. And it's the greatest love of all. Uh, She dedicates herself now to animal rescue. Yeah. Get throwback to Toby. Yeah. And she sees all living beings as having a soul and an identity. And proceeds of her book, A New Attitude, go to Dog's Aid and Lucy's Trust, which are animal rescue groups in Ireland. Well, that's cool. Yeah, go check out the book. I mean, I picked it up myself, and uh, it's, on, it's on Kindle. Mm-hmm. It's a few bucks and goes to help dogs. And it's a, it's a, it's a wild read. There's a lot more in there. Obviously, uh, this is a condensed version of that story, but mm-hmm. she talks a lot about, you know, her personal life and all the time that she spent with Jack, both good and bad. Yeah. That's, that's a lot more fleshed out. And uh, it's, it's certainly a fascinating read. And I'll tell you what, there's, you know, there's two sides of me and they have uh, totally different opinions about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay. Right. Because I'm like, you know, she's not hurting anybody. Right, um, exactly. This is how... There's a professor named T.M. Lerman who's a psychological anthropologist at Stanford University. She studies modern-day witches and, like, charismatic Christians and these sort of religions that kind of suck people in and how trauma kind of plays into that, I think. Mm-hmm. And she says that The trauma of Amanda losing her son may have caused her to go into a dissociative trance-like state that could sort of create dreamlike experiences. And so instead of becoming memories, right, Mm -hmm. these experiences someone has while in a trance can actually remain alive 
and sort of stay with you. So the person kind of keeps going back to them. It's not like, oh, I was in this trance and I experienced this thing. It's a perpetual experience that continues to go on. Mm -hmm. So it might manifest itself as sort of like a relationship you're having or a person you've been speaking to regularly. Hmm. Um, So, you know, I kind of call her Professor Party Pooper because (laughs) it sort of takes the fun out of it. But I'm like, hell, if that's what she's doing, if she's manifesting this reality Mm -hmm. to help cope with that trauma, then great. I mean, you know, she's dealing with it in her own way. Yeah. And what's that doing? Right. And she didn't hurt anybody in the meantime. Right. And I'm not going to come in and interrupt her dealing with that by saying, hey, this isn't real. You're making this all up. This is a fantasy. Like, that's just disruptive and, you know, harmful. Right. So. And then, yeah, if it helps you to have a soul extraction to get something, you know, fucked up out of you. (laughs) Then do it. I mean, it's it kind of reminds me of like people after a breakup or something or or even just in a transitional period of their life or what whatever. They'll write things and then burn. Yeah. Them. Yeah, sure. And like that, whatever they want to let go of and then burn the paper. Uh-huh. But it's a very similar thing. Nothing really happens there that you can see. Right. But a lot of people, when they do it, they really do feel like I've let something go. It. I feel lighter. I feel like I really have done something can yeah. we argue with that i mean right. it, you know not really it's just like um, any psychology work where you're like i've been doing therapy for a while and now yeah. i feel better you can't see it but like right does it make it any less true look at the breakdown here she lost her three-month-old son right and she starts questioning life and death mm-hmm. obviously obviously and then she finds a spirit mm-hmm. who is still here that she can commune with and have a relationship with. Like, that very much sounds like a coping mechanism that, yeah. that works. And then she starts to have, she goes through a traumatic health crisis. Mm-hmm. And what does she have with her that is able to absorb that blame that she's able to point to and say, this isn't just a random thing in a chaotic universe. Mm-hmm. This is a negative entity that is causing this to happen to me. That right. makes so much more sense. That's easier to deal with than... Mm-hmm. It's just the way things are. It's just random. Mm-hmm. And then when her brain is sort of done with that and it's like we feel better, mm-hmm. uh, we're healing and we've we've dealt with the trauma of loss. Now we can get rid of this thing. Yeah. And so it creates the story of I'm blaming it on him and we're going to exercise this spirit and now it's gone for good. And her brain never tells her, by the way, I made this all up for you. Right. Her right. brain just says, like, I found an escape. Mm-hmm. Now we're out. Now we can move past it. We'll keep spirituality in a little box here in case we need it again. Yeah. But let's just go out and live a happier, healthier life now. Mm-hmm. And like, who can argue with that? Great. Yeah, right. Good for your brain for being <laughs> your therapist in a way, you know, like that yeah. your brain created what it needed to mm-hmm. to get you through that shit. And then it got past it and no one was harmed in the process. Right. You came out on the other side stronger and happier. That's awesome. Or she married a spirit. (laughs) Right. Or, yeah, the whole thing. Or it all just happened. I mean. (laughs) Well, and it's like if it sounds crazy that your brain would make up such an elaborate scenario. Yeah. You know, I the brain is weird, man. Oh, man. If it can make you forget whole traumatic events in right. your life so that you can wake up every day and right. keep going, going, um, why not? 
Yeah. Why couldn't it make up an illusion for you? Absolutely. To, to, to find some comfort in or some kind of explanation for things that you can't deal with. Yeah. And why do people outside of that feel like they need to interrupt it? Right. And bring it back to reality. Like, mm-hmm. uh, 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 no, no, what you're doing isn't real. I need to get in there and change it to let match you know. my reality. Right. Like, no, just let it be. Right. Well, yeah, well, just because you said that right after my repressed memories thing, I uh-huh. think there are definitely, you have to get in there sometimes. Oh, sure, sure. The, they can do you harm without you realizing it. Yeah, you're not definitely. remembering, but you have certain survival instincts that pop up that right. are keeping you from things because of that repressed memory. Yeah. You just don't know why they're there. So just to say, that's a great time to dig in yes. <laughs> and say, let I mean, me figure this out. But yeah, but yeah, if someone's like, I'm marrying a ghost and then I divorced the ghost to help me really work through some shit, then I don't care. Right. <laughs> work through your shit. I mean, therapy is important and Absolutely. invaluable and uh, necessary for many people. Mm-hmm. You can't always just imagine a ghost <laughs> to get yourself through some trauma. I, I wish mean, my brain would imagine me a ghost. Oh, right. Some shit, but it will not do it. It just like that. ain't yeah. That ain't a thing, girl. <laughs> Sorry. No, you need you need the trained therapist. I need a That's, science thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'll say, too, that she when asked, you know, she's aware People mm-hmm. call her crazy or a publicity whore, she said. is something sure. she hears a lot. She's just doing this for the attention, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but mostly, like, you're a kook. You know, this never happened. And she says, look, people every day speak to God. They pray or they believe, uh, you know, in horoscopes mm-hmm. or they get their tarot cards read or their mm-hmm. fortunes told. They go to church they 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 sit and have conversations with God in their minds and in their hearts. How is that any different? You know, uh, it's it's all just energy. Mm-hmm. And she says it's just an energy transfer. And this is how it is for me. And it might be different for you. But I'm not out here telling you that your thing is false and you're crazy for thinking it. Um, she's just kind of shocked that people can't sort of translate that information to different areas. Well, man, I hope this story gave you a fright. I know. It was a good one. I I liked it. It challenged me. It It was challenging. uh, You know, I'm very inclined to laugh at somebody like Amanda Teague. So I'm glad that we went in and and looked at it with an open mind. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I don't know. She's not, she's making me a believer. I'm personally I'm glad to hear that from you because I was definitely like reading this story and I'm, I mean I'm not a, really a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 I'm not really a ghost believer, but I also was reading the story like I can't laugh at this. No, you know I'm I'm very firm in my beliefs, but I also am completely aware that all the time people are very firm in their beliefs that end up being completely wrong. Yeah. I mean, we were firm in beliefs of all kinds of nonsense for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, you know, I can can very strongly stand up for what I believe in and also say, but, you know, at the end of the day, who fucking knows? Right. Um, So I I really liked coming at this story with just very open mind and um, and it's, it's easy to laugh at, but I think it's more fun to not I agree. Myself. I, agree. I, I had a better time yeah. accepting it. Yeah. Pl- like you say, the world's more fun and it's more interesting if you can say, okay, sure, let me go with you on this and, yeah. and see where it leads yeah. um, before I judge it. Right. <laughs> if it leads somewhere fucked up, then I'll judge it all day. <laughs> but <laughs> um, 
But just because I have never had an experience with a ghost um, doesn't mean I disbelieve everybody who I know who has had an experience right. of with some kind of haunting or some kind of unexplained phenomenon yeah. or whatever. Because that would be, I mean, kind of egotistical of me to be like, well, how, whatever I can see is real and whatever you can see is maybe not real. Right, you have to right. tell me first and yeah. let me decide. Like, like we said about mediums, I think people are also kind of in tune to different frequencies sometimes yeah. and i'm not in that i'm not in tune with that frequency but right. somebody else might be right and um i can only take them at their word well i hope you took us at our word <laughs> and uh and please tell us your thoughts uh this is these kinds of stories are what are what uh, spooky october is all about right. so we've Freaky got a few friend. more coming up for you mm-hmm. uh Thanks for tuning in. And of course, reach out with your thoughts. You can get us at romance at iheartmedia.com. Or on the most terrifying social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram, at Dynamite Boom. And I'm at Oh Great, it's Eli. And the show is Ridic Romance. So we hope to hear from you, ghouls and goblins, very soon. <laughs> yes. And we'll be back next week with another ridiculous romance and another recryptulous romance. Yay, I love it. So long, friends, it's time to leave. But we'll rise again on Hallow's Eve. Put your friends in a vampiric trance and play for them our show, Recryptulous Romance. <laughs> From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? 
Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.